Rent. Unique and different sardines singing a serious song of discontent. So we're talking about the movie adaptation of the play Rent today. Uh, it is a musical. It is a drama. Um, it was directed by Chris Columbus, uh, originally written by Jonathan Larson, and um, written by, uh, the, I guess the screenplay adaptation was written by Stephen Chbosky, which I will say, um, as, a, as an interesting note, he wrote the book Perks of Being a Wallflower and then wrote and directed the movie. Uh, adaptation of the book. So, Stephen Chbosky, there you go. A little point of reference for you. Um, acting in this, we have um, Tracy Toms, Tay Diggs, Adina Menzel, Rosario Dawson, Wilson Jermaine Heredia, Jesse L. Martin, Anthony Rapp, and Adam Pascal. If I mispronounce a name there, uh, apologies, I, I did my best. Um, it was released in 2005, and the runtime is 2 hours and 15 minutes. Now, there's no spoilers of the film or the play, but at the very end, I do want to talk about the creator of this, Jonathan Larson, um, and the things that I learned about him. And for some people, that might be a spoiler. Uh, if they don't know the origins of the play, but I really want to discuss them because to me that is the most important and interesting thing about 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 this. So, um, this is a very touching movie. It was heart wrenching, uh, heartwarming, a little corny sometimes, excessive, uh, cringy, but charming and happy sad. And I'll get around to explaining all those things in a few minutes here. Um, but what, what, what is, what is Rent? Um, so Rent focuses basically on a group of bohemian friends in New York City, um, for one year, it's a year in the life, a day in the life for a year, I don't know how to phrase that, and, uh, it follows them from 1989 to 1990. So we, we have a, a year, uh, pass in the film, including New Year's as well, so we get to see that transition into that new decade. Uh, yeah, so we focus on this group of friends, um, friends and lovers and acquaintances, this group that, that are pretty tight. Um, the movie's really about so many things, but I think, I mean, I could say it's about life and death, but it really highlights things like drug addiction, um, HIV, AIDS, uh, class, love, relationships, um, art and authenticity are also there, but I would say that it really focuses on drug addiction, HIV, AIDS, um, class, and then uh, romantic relationships as well. I know that IMDb also categorized it as a romance film, which I feel super awkward about, and I, I, I wouldn't agree with that. But um, there definitely is a lot of romantic relationships in the film. Um, it made me feel things uh there were definitely a couple times on the first watch where i wanted to tear up uh well not that i wanted to my body wanted to my my heart decided that it wanted my face to leak uh tears um it didn't happen because it it, it, it yeah it takes an incredible amount for me to cry uh during a, well pretty much anything but during a movie or anything even if i have those feels like it just it just doesn't come but it got me close 
And uh, I was also upset uh, during the film because of a despicable character. And I have issues with despicable characters when they are um, when they are a main character. And that's all I'll say about that because I don't want to have any spoilers or anything. But uh, yeah, there was a character that was really hard for me to swallow. And um, they were really frustrating. So um, I don't think it really hit a super intellectual place for me. Again, like a lot of my feelings were some frustration at this one character. But then the scenarios were what made me feel sad, I guess. And the connection that I built with the characters and then the events that they go through. I definitely had some sad feels. Um, target audience. I would say if you really like musicals <laughs> or if you can tolerate musicals and maybe want a glossy version of what would have been an indie art experience, but it is very much like... I don't want to say blockbuster, but like it, it, it has been adapted into a feature film uh, produced for the masses. Um, it is challenging, but it is also friendly, I guess. And um, it is somewhat approachable and uh, accessible. So I want to go back uh, to the adjectives that I gave you. Um, I mentioned that it is touching, uh, heart-wrenching, heartwarming, and happy, sad. And it is all those things. Uh, we've got this group of people. We follow their lives through a year. We've got some pretty dramatic events that happen in their lives and some struggles and some twists and turns and pushing and pulling. We've got relationships with human beings, right? So those things happen. Uh, but I also mentioned that it's kind of corny and a little bit excessive and can get cringy at times. Um, for me, this is what's difficult because I watched the film and then shortly after that, I watched it with the commentary because I wanted to just learn more and I really love DVD extras, which we're going to talk about more in a bit here. Um, but then I watched it a third time the first time I watched it was the time I was the most 100% attentive to the film. And it was a little bit long, um, especially because I didn't check how long it was in advance. So I think I was expecting like an hour and a half film. And then I was like two hours and 15 minutes. And I was like, the singing doesn't stop. And it was just like, okay, this is a lot. And it's like a lot of ups and downs. And it's a lot of, there is a lot of drama there, but there's a lot of corny too. And I find that that doesn't mix very well for me. Um, in the way that they presented it here. So, again, target audience, if you're into that mix of things, then, then and again, what I find corny is probably not going to be what you find corny. So, I think that, how do I define the corny in this? Um, a lot of it just seemed like a character of a character, or a caricature, more like it. Um, and some of the characters just didn't seem super authentic. It just seemed like there was... And, and they have depth to them. The characters have depth. They're not wooden characters. But 
it just seemed like, despite the fact that they are not necessarily one-dimensional, their expression of who they are and how we get to know them and the way they act, maybe it's too predictable, um, and it is overacted, but I think that is the style of the whole film. It does not fall on any one actor. Um, I think it is the style of the film and probably the style of the play, the way that it was written. So for me, that just like doesn't feel super great and takes me out of the film and the story sometimes. Um, but overall, I feel like this is an important film and or play. Um, I think that it has or had a major impact and can, can continue to have that impact just not in the same way because as we move through time uh, we have more education and knowledge and information available about some of these topics that are more um, not common knowledge but definitely more accessible uh, before you see the film whereas I think some people were faced with a lot of things in the film that they maybe weren't ever faced with before um, so it's way beyond entertainment. Uh, I think some musicals are just like really entertaining and fun. And this has moments of being entertaining and fun for sure. But I think alternatively, it was also just a voice for the other and a voice for the alternative at the time and the Bohemian and the, I mean, a very specific group of Bohemian, New York City, whatever. But the thing is that's so magical about it is that it was able to reach an audience in a certain pocket that was not as niche as just like New York Bohemian, you know, in their late 20s or whatever it is, um, struggling because of this and that and the other, I think that it definitely reached the audience of just the other. Um, people who do not fit in and, and misfits and again, alternative people. And I think that again, within a certain time frame where the style of this thing really hit harder than, than it maybe does now because it's not as relevant or it is not as relatable um, as, as it was when it came out because of things like presentation and style. Um, and again, access to, to information as well. But I think this did a lot to, to spread the word about some of these issues. And therefore, I think it's important and for where I put it on my shelf, I I would say that I put it, I feel like I'm changing my mind right now because I had it high on the shelf and I feel like I have to put it at mid-high. It has, it had a great impact on a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And the impact that it left with me was on the viewing side, it made me emotional and definitely made me um, a little sentimental and just like I had a lot of feels with it so it did give me a, it, it did impact me in the moment as for the broader issues outside of the relationships between people those issues I feel like I already knew um, so it didn't open up this whole new world for me um, talking about class and drug addiction and AIDS and HIV and, and things of that nature and it wasn't, and because that corniness was there, and there's some cringeworthy moments of the overacting, but also just some of the stuff happening in the, the story. Um, th there's a, 
There is a performance art piece within the film that is just horrendous. And the people's reactions to it, I feel like, are kind of cheesy and inauthentic too, and over the top. Uh, so that was a really low point for me. But anyway, um, that stuff kind of takes me out of it a bit. But uh, again, I, I feel like these themes and things are important. And I think that for younger people seeing this movie, because I didn't see this movie until I was 36 years old. So um, for people, you know, 20 years younger in that age range for teenagers and, and, and tweens watching this movie, I think that it could open them up to a lot of things. Um, I think that it is more accessible by, by youth than it is for other people. Um, in, unless you just super love these kind of musicals or you're in a specific scene. I don't know. Um, it is pretty flamboyant at times. But again, it's not just with one character or two. I feel like the direction of it was influencing, obviously, the acting. Um and that's what took me away from it. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm... The thing is that I usually don't have cultural influence as an element for my shelf placement. Um, sometimes I do. And, 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 but, but it's usually still very personal. Me saying, this thing is amazing and everyone should watch it. Versus, in this case, a lot of people were influenced by this, but not me. So like I'm still like mid mid high shelf placement, um, and I said I wasn't going to give you any spoilers. So here's the thing: I'm not going to give you spoilers on the film or the story. But now I am going to talk about Jonathan Larson, and, and this is the reason that I I still purchase DVDs and why I love DVDs and I always seek out, um, you know, uh, special deluxe versions of DVDs and things because. When there are special features, like this one has a whole second disc of special features with a pretty much feature-length documentary on, not the film necessarily, they talk about the film, but, but, but I mean about the play and about Jonathan Larson specifically, that was really, that was the, the thing I was most interested in. Like within a few minutes of that starting, I was like, this is better than the movie. Um, but it, it gave the movie a new context for me when I was reflecting on the film um, as I was watching the, these extras and learning about Jonathan Larson who was the writer and composer of, of Rent like he wrote all these songs and created this amazing story um, as I was learning about him and, and able to reflect on what I saw here it, it was much more authentically touching and it was much more um, the story of the creation was was more beautiful and tragic than the movie was and the story told there, um, for sure. So I want to get into that a little bit. Um, but like I said, it doesn't spoil the plot of Rent. But there are some things... And I, I, I don't know, part of me wishes that I knew this stuff before I watched the movie the first time. But anyway, so Jonathan Larson, um, he based this... I'll get into that first and then go into the emotional stuff. With, but but facts-wise, uh, so he based this on the 1869 opera uh, La Boheme, like the, the Bohemians, I guess, La Boheme. I, I don't know if that's the proper uh, translation or not. Um, and then they first performed the play in 1994. Uh, it won a Pulitzer Prize and a Tony Award. 
However, he was not around to see that. Um, I, I really suggest if you can get your hands on the DVD or if you can find it elsewhere. I don't know if it's on YouTube. I didn't check. But but the Jonathan Larson like whole documentary kind of feature thing here was just beautiful and touching and amazing. And then it goes to this life of this artist, of this of this guy who's struggling to make it, who's who's he's his passion is so strong from like writing musicals and wanting to to see them being made and he he you know is still working at a diner and trying to like finance it and just like working around the clock full time on his plays and is working at the diner for just enough to get by so that he continue to pay his rent um and 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 put food on the table and whatever and just living hand to mouth just passionate about writing these these musicals and he wants them to see broadway and he wants whatever you know like he wants um them to be successful but he, he just wants them to get made and he wants to see his vision realized and after years and years and years of just plugging away he finally gets rent like rolling and there was some struggle with that there was some ups and downs with that too but he finally gets it rolling and the first day of like I don't know I would call it what would I call it like screening I guess like it wasn't open to like a regular audience yet but they were like kind of showing to other professional folks what the play was he died that night and he did not get to see the success that this play would be and how it took off and became this amazing phenomenon around the world, international. And just like the story of his struggle and his passion and his kindness and just the character of him that we see um, through this documentary was just beautiful and amazing. And that was really authentic and that was really touching. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it... It was really inspiring to watch that. That made me have way more authentic feelings that stuck with me more so than what did in the movie. The movie does hit pretty strong at some points. Um, you know, like there's certain songs that are just, they, they move you and they're meant to. And Jonathan Larson did a great job in composing those songs and, and the actors did a great job in their delivery. Um, of, of those songs that really seem to move me. And I'll tell you some of those songs right now, actually, just because um, I will mention that the musical is very much a musical. There's very little dialogue. Um, there's more dialogue in the movie than there was in the play, from what I have heard, uh, that there was way more songs packed into the play and, and just incredibly less dialogue. And here, there's already, like, out of any musical that I've seen, which is not many, um, this is more music and less dialogue than any musical I've ever seen. So um, I'll give you just a couple of my favorite songs. Uh, and I don't know their official names, so I'm sorry. I'm going by like the chorus, which I hate doing. Today for You, Tomorrow for Me, uh, which is really fun. It's just like a, a really fun song that I enjoyed in the performance of it in the movie. Um, there's a little bit of that that's weird, but that's that's a spoiler thing. Um, it has to do with the dog, and I'm like, why does that have to be a thing? Anyway, um... No day but today. Here's the other thing. I really like how the songs come back. How like these, because these themes keep coming back 
And I guess that's one thing. Why didn't I mention that? Like the overall theme, right? Like what is the theme of this thing? Um, is that you're to, to live every day like it's your last. To live to, there's, there's no day but today. You don't know what tomorrow holds. And to keep those relationships close and to value life and um, to really think about what matters and act accordingly. Um, there is a song about, I don't know what it's called, but I'll, I'll just call it Will I Lose My Dignity. That is very, very touching. Um, Without You is just the most heart-wrenching thing ever. Um, and there's a lot of other songs that just didn't really hit me that much. But those four I highlight for me um, as being songs that I really enjoyed. But anyway, um, I did want to bring this other part up. Um, I mentioned earlier that there's this bit about art and authenticity that's in the movie. And it's interesting because there is a character who is making a documentary of all these things and um, all these happenings in the past year. And he's trying to really capture the grittiness and the realness of what is happening on the streets with things like homelessness um, of these unhoused folks. And one of them, he's filming this interaction between them and, and a police officer or two. And she gets really upset and asks if it cures his guilt to use her like that for this film purpose. And it doesn't, like, that's like the only time that I really feel like it's challenged. However, um, that character played by Adam Pascal, uh, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting his name right now, Mark, he does say things like, I don't want to sell out. And there's this question of authenticity. And it's really interesting because I wonder if Jonathan Larson had that same struggle too with how do I make this authentic and I don't want to um, use anyone else's misfortune for my gain, but I do want to tell this story. And I think that is a really interesting part too, but I wouldn't have really known how important that was or how legitimate that was if I didn't watch this thing about Jonathan Larson or know about his struggles too. So anyway, um, I think that's all I have to say about Rent. It, it, it's, it's something that I would rewatch again, but probably not for my own entertainment. I'd probably watch it in, in like showing someone else the movie to see if they like it. And I think that I could enjoy it again on this second watch for me was not enjoyable as the first actually. Um, it, it seemed shorter because I knew how long it really would be, but, uh, and there were moments I was excited for and I could get into a little bit, but there are other moments that I was just like, oh, this is, I hate this part. So, um, I don't know why it didn't, maybe it's just because I watched it too soon after I'd seen it the first time, because usually I never do that, but it definitely hit me harder the first time. Anyway, um, yeah, I think it has a really strong message too, no day but today, and uh, I, I say that, you know, if you can, if you can tolerate a musical, then I, I think you should give Rent a shot. Uh, again, it is a more serious uh, musical. There, is a, there are a lot of fun moments in it, um, but, but it is, you know, about these serious issues. And uh, it's, it's just in this presentation that uh, for some people it's more palatable and more accessible, and other people it's not. So anyway... Rent.